Hi, I'm Brittany Bly. And I'm Anna Marie Newell, and welcome to Pilot Lights. That's right, the podcast brought to you by two highly unqualified adults who break down pilot episodes of new and old TV shows. And just so you know, this podcast comes with a permanent spoiler alert. Hey, Brittany, how you doing? Well, you know, it's it's been a good day today. Because it's your, it's your birthday. <laughs> it's my birthday. What the hell was that? <laughs> I mean, I'm obsessed, but what was that? <laughs> it's happy birthday in Romanian. Do you want it in German? Yes. Here we go. <laughs> happy birthday to <laughs> Just saying it in English with a <laughs> German accent. That's what my grandma would do. But keep going. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> That's it. Anyway. I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, it's been a great birthday. I've been sick all day. So I don't know what happened. I was <sighs> feeling better last week. And then all of a sudden, like this like deep cough just sort of kind of came back in. Yeah. That's Not terrible. Fun. I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. Did you do anything fun this week? Um, yesterday I went to an expo for caregivers because I don't know, not too many people know, but, uh, I am my mother's caregiver and, um, I like take care of her (laughs) because that's (laughs) what it means. Anyway, I came across a few months ago. I came across this thing. It might've been on Facebook or something, but there was this expo it's called caring for the caregiver in my city and it was free. And I was like, well, I like free things. (laughs) So I decided to, to sign up. I thought it was at the convention center. So I was like totally expecting this like big thing in the fancy convention center in our city. Nope. (laughs) It was in this like small, it's called the boat house. Um, but actually, it used to be a very fancy restaurant. And my mom and I used to go when I was younger. So it was interesting to be there and think, oh, wow, I used to sit there and look at the river when I ate my buttered noodles. <laughs> and <laughs> now um, there were just like vendors everywhere. And needless to say, I am stocked with uh, chapstick and pens. Oh, I love swag. <laughs> the next 10 years, I won't need anything else. So it was fine. Swag is probably, I think, like the number one reason why I love going to conventions because you just get a ton of stuff, you know? I know. Oh, there was one that you can make your own bath salts. And so she had the bath salts that were kind of unscented. And then you could like put in certain essential oils Hmm. and like mix in little dried flowers and stuff. And I made one. Uh, I haven't haven't smelled it since I've been home. I'm not quite sure if I made it smelling good or not because there were so many scents there that I was like, my nose was just overpowered. I couldn't even understand what I was doing. They didn't have like coffee for you to like cleanse your nose palate? Is is that something that people do? I don't know. They always have coffee beans at like <laughs> Nordstrom or something. I was really into perfume as a kid, but whatever. Oh. <laughs> okay, this is a dumb conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you know what I did this week? What did you do this week? I saw Lizzo. (gasps) I saw that. I saw that you saw her. Oh my gosh, tell. It was seriously probably my top three favorite concerts I've been to ever in my entire life. It was amazing. Yeah. And you've been to a lot. I have. I love concerts and I've liked Lizzo. I hate to be that kind of person that's like, I've loved Lizzo since before (laughs) she was real popular, but Mm -hmm. I used to watch this show called Insecure on HBO which we should watch because it's so good. Um, And I think she was on the soundtrack. And so my friend Jasmine and I got really into her music. And I just love her because she's just this like light of positivity and happiness and like accepting your body and accepting who you are. And it was, I cried like three or four times. Oh, I love that. It was so good. That's exciting. Like happy birthday to you. Yeah, it was a great birthday week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I've been sick all day. So that's been fun, you know? It's oh, it's sorry. like I, all the fun stuff that I could do earlier this week and now I've let up to right. 
just chilling, you know, resting. Well, I had Taco Bell for lunch, so oh. I can commiserate a tiny bit with you. If you know what I mean? <laughs> I do know what you mean. <laughs> but the thing is, here is the thing. We love Taco Bell. It, I never don't eat Taco Bell. <laughs> it, like I chose to go there. I choose to go there. If I'm like driving past, I'm like, you know what sounds really good? Regular <laughs> crunchy taco. So, okay. Our last episode was Dairy Girls. And let me just say, I kind of want to do like this update. Yeah, let's do it. When I, you know, when I gave my rating, I think my rating was like a four out Mm -hmm. of five um, for Dairy Girls. I have finished the entire series. I mean, like all three seasons or series of it. I did it all in a weekend. Oh, I'm impressed. (laughs) And let me just say, it grew on me so much. So I think my rating that we did together, that was like the pilot episode, which is what our podcast is about. But then I kept watching it and I watched the whole thing and like, I it is definitely a five out of five. So I just, I want to say that. I love that because I was, I listened to obviously the recording of our podcast as I was editing and I've watched, I think, four or five episodes of the most recent season. I haven't finished it yet, um, but I watched the episode, spoiler, where Aaron and James kiss. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was so cute. It was such a good <laughs> – it was so good. So, yeah, again, it's such a great show. I'm glad that you <laughs> thought that. Did you uh, go back and rewatch The Watcher? Have you finished that one? No, I will not go back and rewatch. watch I know. I, like – Stopped off at episode five, which is disgusting that I watched that many episodes. No, I think you should definitely, you, Brittany, should definitely finish watching it because I want you to feel validated in, like, even more validated than you already are in your feelings about it because it gets worse (laughs) than it was when we talked about it. Did you finish it? Yeah, I watched the whole thing and I was like, gosh, why did I do that? But also, it's funny to talk about with other people. Are you ready for our episode today? I am very ready for this episode. It's going to be a fun one. Our episode today, we are talking about the show Alaska Daily. And it's a newer show on ABC or Hulu. It premiered on October 6th, so it's... It's literally been a month. And why did I choose this? I chose it because I like when in our podcast, we have like varied shows that we discuss. Um, One, because I love your reviews and I love your like critiques because, you know, even though we are kind of similar, like you have a different way of thinking about things and you have different like views And so I really actually wanted to know what you thought of this show, specifically the pilot. And um, I mean, last week was very fun and this like sitcom or, you know, Mm -hmm. comedy. And I thought, hey, let's mix it up and do something that's not at all that. Yes, it is not at all that. (laughs) Okay, so here we are. Um, Anyway, Alaska Daily, a new show created by Tom McCarthy, and he... It was, or is, the writer-director of the film Spotlight, which, have you seen that? Yeah. Okay, I haven't. Oh, it's great. It's heavy. It's about, well, the investigation in sexual abuse abuse or situations in, like, the Catholic Church. Yeah. It won a ton of awards, too. Yeah. I mean, he's great, Tom McCarthy. Um, And this has a, well. Wait, pause really quick. He wrote Alaska Daily? Um, yeah, he's the director. Okay. I mean, obviously there's like lots of other writers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> you don't feel like that fits? No. It feels very Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, but because he did Spotlight, this show was inspired by a series of reports from the Anchorage Daily News, which mm-hmm. is like a real news um, station. And so the series of reports was on sexual violence in Alaska and the systemic failures that contribute to it. Again, I haven't seen Spotlight, but I guess the idea just kind of fits yeah. where he likes to, you know, show and like uncover intense things. Yeah, I think... 
Well, it's that expose yes. genre of obviously journalism and breaking stories for the betterment of the public as opposed to the establishment of whoever is being exposed. Ooh, wow. See, that's why I want to talk to you about these shows because like, you know things and you use fancy words that I don't oh, use. Fancy words? Expose. expose. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Another thing is, well, what's cool, as I was, like, reading about this, mm-hmm. Anchorage Daily News reporters who contribute and, like, are some of the show's executive producers. So they actually work at, like, the real company, Anchorage Daily. Oh. Uh, and then there's also, I mean, among, obviously, like, the whole team, there are two Native Alaskan writers. And to me, that was nice to read while I, you know, when I was researching this to know that there are actual people who like live there and have experienced these things and who are part of those cultures and communities that the show is depicting um, instead of just a whole bunch of like white Hollywood people who are like trying to show something about Alaska. So Mm -hmm. I, I appreciate that. Okay. So anyway, what is this show even about the, the tagline on IMDb since this is, that's our main go-to source uh, says, hold on. I hope one day that IMDb sponsors us. Do you think Ugh. they sponsor stuff? Just wait. Hey, IMDb, if you're listening, <laughs> we have 31 listeners, so uh, it'd be nice if we could get a sponsor. Okay, take it away. Okay. The tagline is A journalist seeks a fresh start in Alaska working for a newspaper in Anchorage. I mean, that's like exactly what the show is. <laughs> It's like, that really doesn't leave any room for... No, it doesn't even say like anything like, why did she move there? No, it's so bland. Let's talk about the cast. Yeah, hey, do you want to... Who's who's in this show, Anna Marie? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Uh, main character... Not Reba McIntyre. It is, it is not Reba. This is not Big Sky. <laughs> Main character protagonist, the character's name is Eileen Fitzgerald, played by Hilary Swank. Oh, sorry. Academy Award winning Hilary Swank. There you go. Also, her birthday is July 30th. That's your birthday. That's my birthday. So we got some like Leo action going on. I, that's It's like, I love Hilary Swank really just because we share the same birthday. Mm-hmm. And I guess she's a great actress. Then um, there's another character named Stanley Cornick, and he is what do they call it? The chief or um, you're definitely asking the wrong person. He's the head of the newspaper in Alaska. <laughs> okay, I was like chief editor. I don't know of the Daily Alaskan, which is the newspaper that you know Eileen moves to from New York. So that's he's played by Jeff Perry. Can we talk? I love Jeff Perry. Yeah, why? Because he was in Scandal. <laughs> he was. Did you watch Scandal? No, I didn't. But I know it's. it definitely is a show that I feel like I should watch. I watched the first like four seasons of Scandal, but I do love him in that. So I kind of have like a soft spot for him. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked him in this. I actually really thought his character, once his character came in, I went, oh, okay, I can I can get through this. <laughs> because she moves from New York to Alaska and in Anchorage, I mean, there are some native Alaskan characters and actors. And so someone played by Grace Dove. Yeah. Is she the one that plays Roz? Yes, Roz. I read something about this show that they hired all indigenous women but there weren't any, I think, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was dreaming when I read this, but <laughs> um, that not many of them were indigenous to Alaska, but they were, mm. they are indigenous women. Mm. Is that right? I did not read that. Oh, okay. But maybe that's true. And if so, I appreciate the attempt, right? To oh, like- I think it's, I think it's really good to at least have, and in the article that I read, they said something that there is this shared experience between indigenous women um, and that it kind of transcends all of these cultures that this is a problem of missing and murdered, which we'll get into, but missing and mm-hmm. murdered indigenous women. So, yeah. Good. Um, anyway, her name is Grace Dove. She plays, like we said, Roz or Rosalind Friendly, who is another investigative reporter at the Daily Alaskan. And she ends up being assigned to be, Eileen's 
partner for this case that we will talk about. Um, there's Matt Malloy. He plays Bob Young, who's like the, you know, acting editor for the, for the newspaper. Um, and then, I mean, there's like lots of other people. There's someone named Amy Park and she plays a character named Yuna. I like Yuna. I liked her character a lot. Yeah. She's very cute and sweet, but you can tell she's very, very new Mm -hmm. to this. Yeah. And then probably my favorite character is Gabriel. Gabriel. (laughs) (laughs) Played by um, Pablo Castablanco. He's adorable. He is so adorable and just sweet. And he kind of like Yuna, but, you know, he really. I thought you were going to say kind of like you. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's nice. It's my birthday. Thanks for giving me a compliment. Yuna, I get it. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Anyway, he's kind of like assigned to be. I don't want to say assistant, but like he definitely, he like drives. He drives her. Yeah. Picks her up from the airport and, and drives her around and kind of like helps her with things. So is it, was it stated that she doesn't have a driver's license or is it like, oh, she's from New York. So she doesn't have a driver's license and she doesn't drive. I, good question. I don't think it's ever been mentioned. I don't. Yeah. And it, you used to live in New York. So is it true? Like not a lot of New Yorkers have licenses. Yes, I think so. Okay. Well, because it's like you could walk everywhere. I knew a lot of people who didn't have a driver's license. They just had their state ID. Yeah. Um, I had a car, but, you know. Well, but you're also like not, you know, from New York. You just lived there. I've also heard, I have a friend who's a native, like she grew up in New York and she didn't get her license until she was like 30 something. It's really hard to get your license in New York too. Why? Because it's, I guess it's really strict. Like the driving tests and things like that are hard. Oh, interesting. I don't know. There's a lot of like what bad traffic and stuff in New York or just like crazy stuff that you would hope that there are good drivers. Oh, yeah. I'm a very good driver now because I drove in New York and I can park in any space. You can parallel park like no other. In any space with like inches on either side, Nay, <laughs> centimeters on either side. And I have several people who can attest to that. Anyways. All right. Keep going. Okay, good. So is it plot time now? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Do you have any other comments about the characters? Uh, Here's the thing. I'm always a little bit hesitant. I feel like starting a new show, especially when it's on ABC, is a little bit like starting a new book. So I know that there's going to be scenes that are cheesy and overacting. um, But I really liked the characters once they got to to Alaska. So I think Mm. in New York, I I wrote this down and maybe it says feels like a hallmark depiction of what a journalist in New York is like. (laughs) Like that's what it felt like to me. So like she's walking through her office and you see like the skyscrapers of New York in this giant window. And, and (laughs) then, um, you know, they're all yelling at each other and talking and there's some cheesy music and stuff, but I actually really, really enjoyed the characters once she got to Alaska. I think I would agree. Um, I mean, I don't think I thought it was like that cheesy to begin with. Not the part when she starts yelling at Stanley in her uh, kitchen for no reason. Yeah. What did she kept saying? I won't go. I won't go. I won't go. Or something like that. Yeah. She said it three times. I was like, that was two times too many. Um, yeah, but let me just say, Eileen is so unlikable in my eyes. Oh, she's obnoxious. Yeah, I mean, she's like, she's stubborn. And that is the whole thing about this show. I mean, she is this reporter, and apparently she's really good at her job. You know, she's she gets things done. And she she writes about, like, really important things. And she loves her job. But it's also like she loves herself a lot. Well, and it's like she wants to be the one to break the story. So we can talk a little bit about like how it starts out. In the beginning of the episode, she's breaking this story on, is it the defense secretary or somebody? You know, it's like a classic, which senator, which politician is it that she's got this expose on and then her source. Anyway, so she publishes this story, but she's very rude to some of the people in her office. Yeah, it's just unlikable. And I think at one point they call her into the office and they're like, hey, we're pulling your story because of all of these things that have come up. And we've had people come forward and say that you bully them. And then she says something like, that's how I learned. And I hate that rhetoric. 
I hate that rhetoric so much. Like, and I think as teachers, Mm. we hear that a lot. Like, well, that's Mm -hmm. how things were done with me. So you better figure out how to deal with it. And it's instead of growing and moving forward, we focus on this. So I don't know. I felt, I felt like that part seemed a bit rushed, you know, like it just felt a little bit rushed. Like she all of a sudden has this downfall and then she's writing a book four months later. And then Stanley comes and tells her mm-hmm. that he has a story for her because they worked together previously. Yeah, they worked together many years ago and he is now in Alaska. And he comes to her because people know that she's kind of, she essentially like lost her job. Um, and she's just going a little bit insane about <laughs> uncovering the story about the defense secretary and, and trying to write this book. And he comes to her with um, this like picture of this woman who was missing um, and murdered two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she's just like, why are you showing this to me? I mean, this is so long ago. And, and she's like, great. Another, you know, missing murdered woman it's not you know gonna make it's not gonna break the news because sadly it happens so often that people just don't even bat an eye at which is it's terrible and he said yeah but even more so she is indigenous mm-hmm. and so this is where it comes up all of these cases about missing and murdered indigenous women like there's so many but like the police don't follow through on things and they end up not, you know, finding um, perpetrators and and people who did it, or they just classify it as a suicide. They say, Oh, this woman, her name is Gloria and she killed herself. And it's like, she, what she dragged herself out to the tundra in Alaska and like killed herself. I mean, I think that this, this part of the story is what is really interesting. And there's a few really good shows that depict the Native American indigenous population and the abuses that they go through. Um, actually, Reservation Dogs on a- on Hulu is really good. Hmm. Um, and it, it it talks a little bit about that, like mental health and the the problems that are in different reservations. And um, there was a movie that came out a while ago with Jeremy Renner called Wind River. And it talks about this. It's a woman who goes missing and they classify it as like a suicide or they find her body. And, and it's basically that that's, that's what's happening in the United States and in Canada is like this like massive population of women who go missing. And I know they bring this up in the show of like, well, if this girl was blonde hair and blue eyes, look at Gabby Petito. Mm-hmm. She went missing. And before they even found her body, it was on CNN, right? Because she was yeah. this, you know, influencer and it was this huge deal. And yes, it's super sad, but I, I really struggle with media coverage of that because it's sad that they are portraying through the media that the American people don't care about women who are not white. Mm-hmm. And so when they, when they push that agenda, I think then it, it feels like that's what the case is too, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's when I started to kind of get interested in the show. There's, I mean, at first, again, it's like it's in Alaska and she kind of scoffs at the idea of what moving literally across the country and Canada. I mean, like all the way up for some little tiny newspaper that even though it's in Anchorage, it literally spans the entire state, which is the largest state by size. And I like this. I wrote this down of this quote that Stanley says. He says, but for what it's worth, we need good reporting in the minor leagues, too. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, it's true. I mean, she's really into bringing down, like, this bad guy who's, you know, the defense secretary. But then there's all these other things that go on outside of where, you know, outside of New York and even outside of the <laughs> the the lower 48, like they say. Mm-hmm. And um, I like that because I agree with that. So, She ends up moving. And one thing that I found was a little awkward was that when she was flying on the plane, she like starts having a panic attack. Not that people having panic attacks is awkward, but I just, I maybe I just don't know her character that well at that moment that I'm like, what in the world is happening? And like, why are they showing this? It felt very out of place. And as a person who has suffered from panic attacks in the past, it just, 
it felt out of place with her character. And maybe mm-hmm. I'm completely off, but I would agree. It kind of was, she's just so high strung that, you know, she's pushing down any of this anxiety. I mean, she gets canceled yeah. by, what did she say? Gen Z. They just act tough until they <laughs> get their feelings hurt. And I'm like, eh, that's not wrong. But then she gets, I guess, I mean, we'll see how that plays into it. Because then she has a panic attack later in the episode as well. Yeah, exactly. So. So anyway, then we meet Gabriel and he is there at the airport picking her up, has this big sign with this like huge smile on his face, like such a breath of fresh air in my mind (laughs) after watching Eileen have a panic attack and just be herself. Um, He is literally the opposite of her. And so I just and he's like a big fan of her, too, because, I mean, he's a reporter. And so they all know who she is because she's coming from New York. All this stuff came out that she, you know, essentially left or, you know, was told to leave um, her newspaper and and then now she's here with them. And so he's really excited that she's there, even though not too many other people are excited that she's there. Well, and also when she comes into the office for the first time as a person who has started new jobs Mm -hmm. and has been brought into different projects because of. I don't know who I am or what my degree says and stuff. Yeah. You don't come in and act like a jerk and just act like, you know, everything and then be so arrogant. I just hate that kind of character because you don't win people over by showing them how much, you know, and how little they know. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you didn't get the CAD. Well, you know, that's by law. And he's like, yeah, I know, but we're trying to preserve the relationship. <laughs> oh, let me call a guy. And she just calls yeah. her friend and then gets it. And, Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, I totally agree with you. And I feel the same way. I mean, yeah, she comes in and she's like, what in the world? Like, then stick your lawyer on them. So then they're like, oh, but our lawyer, he's this really nice guy. He's well liked. And he doesn't work that way. And she says, you don't need well liked. You need a jerk who gets records. I'm like, well, isn't that you? Okay. Exactly. Like her saying that about a lawyer or, you know, just really goes back and reflects on who she is. And I was just like, I don't like that. Didn't you just keep waiting for the lawyer to show up and like have there be like a meet cute? Because like I feel like that's where this is going. Because it's like, we'll wait till you meet Charlie. And then we don't even meet him in this episode. I half expected him to be the guy at the bar. But who's that? <laughs> Jamie? Some random guy she goes home with? It was so random. Yeah. Have you have you only watched the pilot episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you haven't watched it anymore. Is that him? Is it is it Charlie? No. I don't... I've watched... All that is released so far, I think five episodes. Holy and I, I just went, I just kept going. Um, okay. I I don't th- yeah, I don't remember ever meeting Charlie, the lawyer, yet. I also wrote down, when did Hillary Swank get old? <laughs> I didn't want to say this, but I'm gonna say it. Her hair is terrible in this show. It's bizarre because I don't like Cammy said she said something like, I don't like Hillary Swank. And then I thought about it. I'm like, what have I seen her in? I mean, I watched Million Dollar Baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. P.S. I Love You. P.S. I Love You. I love that movie. No, I don't. Why? It takes place in Ireland. I don't love that movie, but what I do like about it is Harry Connick Jr. And that's it. Ew. That's <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan, obvi. Jeffrey Dean Morgan? He's the guy in Ireland that she falls in love with. Isn't that Gerard... Gerard Butler? No, that's her. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is a side conversation. P.S. I love you. She's married to Gerard Butler, who then dies. Yeah, he dies. And then he gives her all these letters that then says, P.S. I love you. And then he like buys her a trip before he dies. He buys her and her two friends a trip to Ireland. And she meets Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who knew Jerry, who is Gerard Butler. And Harry Connick Jr. is who who works with her, works at the bar. Anyways... It's a great movie. It came out right. He's in Walking Dead too. I saw him one time in New York City with his wife, Hillary Burton, who was in a lot of Hallmark movies, and she was in One Tree Hill. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, they've been married for a while. She's cool. Um, <laughs> one Tree Hill. That was a good one. But I saw them at a restaurant, and I was like, "Don't take pictures. Don't say hi. Don't talk to them." But uh, he's very good looking. Yeah. Self restraint. Well, you know. Anyways, uh, where are we going with this? Oh, Hillary Swank. When did she get yeah. older looking? And I don't ever want to disparage a woman for like changing and how they look. So I don't want to say that. But honestly, it made me think, man, how many years have, 
have passed since P.S. I Love You. Mm -hmm. She does look older. And she's supposed to be a bit older, too. Yeah, but I also think it's, like, the show. Because I, throughout this Mm. whole show, (laughs) well, here's the thing. I was going to mention, we've we've already discussed this is about a newspaper. And she's an investigative reporter. It is 2022. I'm sorry. I cannot even tell you the last time I picked up a physical newspaper um, unless I was like sitting at the breakfast table with my grandma and, sh- and and my grandpa and he was showing me the comics. Cause like, that's what I read. And Snoopy. And so it's like, we, well, Garfield pickles. pickles. <laughs> <laughs> well, pickles. Oh my God. And so we live in a world of like digital media and it's just, it's funny or interesting to me that there's this new show that just came out that's like still about Mm -hmm. paper you know journalism print journalism and and so (laughs) I remember I was watching the pilot the first time I was sitting there and I well I was watching it with my mom so I was talking out loud and I said is this set in the 90s like (laughs) it felt back in the day everything's kind of like you know, dull. There's like not a lot of color going on. And it's like, they must be doing it on purpose because I can only imagine how like vibrant Alaska is at certain parts of the year. And so to me, her appearance, it's like part of the show, part of the feeling. And also that she cares so much about reporting and Mm -hmm. about her work. It is her priority. And she said this (laughs) multiple times herself in this show that she like doesn't care about other things and so she's not gonna like take care of herself in certain ways Uh, hence the panic attacks yet she like she denies that she's been under stress and then um and her hair i just it's like do you because when she woke up in the house of the guy that she met in a bar which is later in the episode her hair looked exactly the same as when she like went into a board meeting and i'm just like (laughs) brush girl do you have a brush (laughs) okay anyway i will say about this show i have never wanted to go to alaska more yeah like i really i started looking up like alaskan cruises and i text my friend and i was like i really want to go to alaska okay wait hold you okay i wait how do i even say this i have told you that i have always wanted to go on an Alaskan cruise, and my birthday is the perfect time of the year. Okay, to do that, let's do it. Okay, it is one of the most expensive cruises that exist, so we have to say. Um, that. the one that I was looking up was only like six hundred dollars. For when February May. Oh well, my birthday's still better, or Hillary Swank's birthday. Either one, <laughs> we'll go in honor of Hillary Swank and you. <laughs> so anyway. One day, Eileen is, like, trying to investigate Gloria, is the indigenous woman who was murdered two years ago. And she's, like, trying to follow up on things and get reports. And she tried to visit the woman's mother. And the mother is just so upset because, you know, two years ago, the police did nothing. And this Daily Alaskan newspaper, they ran, like, two stories about her and pretty much just, like, claimed that Gloria was a drunk and did drugs and essentially was like victim shaming her. Um, So anyway, the mother was like very hesitant to like work with Eileen. And so Stanley pulls her in and then pulls in Roz. And this is the first time that we meet Roz, Rosalind friendly. And she's another reporter and he assigns them as partners to do this story. And at first Roz was like, wait, I'm working on something else. Why are you pulling me this, pulling me in on this? But she is a native Alaskan, and Eileen <laughs> is not. And he said, Eileen, you're not going to get anywhere. No one's going to collaborate with you or you know help you when you don't know anything about Alaska and like who you are. So anyway, there's kind of this like animosity a little bit because, I mean, I, Eileen is this you know big shot person. And then she just like comes in and like you said, acts like she knows everything, plays by her own rules or breaks the rules. And Roz is like, who are you to come in and take this thing that affects me and my people? They end up talking to the mom and and the mom agrees to work with them. And 
But, like, not much really happened in the pilot episode. No. So I want to say, like, you can't just stop after this pilot episode because more comes out of this um, case. And then last scene, she's in a parking lot having a panic attack. And that's it. That's literally zoom out, panic attack, end credits. (laughs) Can I tell you one thing that made me laugh every single time it came on the screen? Oh, what? When every time they Googled something, it wasn't Google, it was Webio. <laughs> I noticed that Webio. too. Webio. <laughs> no, it's Webio. <laughs> I don't know. Something that they don't have to pay for. That's exactly it. Google. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the plot. Okay. What What were your thoughts about this or anything? Like the show? Yeah. Um. Here's the thing. From the beginning, you're it's like eye roll. And Kimmy and I were kind of talking about this today of like ABC has like more of a dramatization on these kind of shows. Whereas I think I would maybe prefer like an HBO depiction of the show of, hey, let's go into it. It's a little bit darker because this storyline is really dark. And I would prefer the whole show be kind of dark to show how actually she comes in. And I would like to see her get slapped down. Um, because she comes in arrogant instead of having her like win people over and be kind of this hero of this first episode. So that's kind of how I felt about it. But I did end up liking the characters a lot. And I think a lot of it started with Stanley's introduction. I really like him. Yeah, I agree. All right. Okay. Do you want to talk about the ratings? Yeah. Before I talk about the rating or our ratings mm-hmm. on IMDb, the rating for this pilot episodes was 7.7. That's high. Overall, like the whole show. And there's only been five episodes as of now, 7.4. So it like, oh. I guess it goes down a little bit, but I was looking episode to episode and there's others that are like higher than 7.7. Mm. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics, 69%. Nice. And by viewers, 76%. Interesting. Yeah. So not bad. There are some reviews that I read that I want to talk about. So one by Mark Michael Starr from the New York Post. He says, it tries too hard initially mm. and with time could find its groove since its heart is in the right place. I think that's really well stated. Yeah. Mm. There's two more. There's another one by Kelly Connolly from TV Guide. She says... The show's most glaring flaw is at its center. A New Yorker telling Alaskans how to write about Alaska. <laughs> a white woman telling her native co-worker how to solve the murder of an Alaska native woman. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and then there's one more. I like this. This is from Rolling Stone. Alaska Daily is basically three different shows lurking under the same title. One is good. One is fine, and one is terrible. (laughs) Guess which one Alaska Daily spends the least amount of time (laughs) Okay, but here's the thing. When I was researching this, looking up reviews, I really wanted to know, well, how do Alaskans view this show? Or how do Native people view this show? And let me tell you, it's really hard to find voices of native people, I think, just period. Yeah. And then also about this show. But there were a few things that I saw. I I went to a Reddit thread about Alaska Daily, and so many people mentioned that they themselves were living in Alaska at the time, or, you know, have been living, or they are just like, maybe like, I don't know when they say native, I don't know if they actually mean like, Native American, or do they just mean they were born and raised in Alaska? But there's a lot of people that love this show because they're like, oh, finally, Alaska is like being, you know, depicted. And and so I read, um, going back to one of the Native writers Mm -hmm. of the show that I mentioned, um, it was Vera Starbird. And this is what she said, quote, I hope that people will be introduced to the issue whether it's missing and murdered indigenous women or it's forced boarding schools. Mm. Pause. I didn't know that forced boarding schools was a thing. And like, it hasn't been brought up in the pilot episode. So it must come in later. Yeah. Okay. Back quote. 
as most people I don't think know about it across the country, that in itself is a good thing. People who are aware of it, I hope it'll bring them a look into foundational reasons for why these things happen, as well as the excellence and the joy and the beauty of living in Alaska. So I, I mean, I know maybe we don't think it's the greatest show, but I think a lot of people out there are enjoying it so far. Yeah. I would just hope that anyone who's listening to us, watch the pilot episode, Yeah, but then watch the second one like right after or like very shortly after. And so that woman is a native or indigenous? Yeah. And she's one of the writers. So I, I like that a lot because over the last year or so, I think that there's been a lot of light shed on the uh, indigenous population and forced boarding schools and forced uh, baptism into Catholicism and Christianity and forced into foster care. And there's a lot of really bad things that happen and have happened and continue to happen to the indigenous population. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we don't do a really great job in the United States or maybe Canada. I can't speak for Canada, but we don't do a great job of owning up to those, those things that happen to these people who it's affected their lives and their children's lives and it's generational. And yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that perspective a lot. And actually here's the thing. Well, we can get to the, to the rating aspect of it. Are we ready for that? Or do you have another thing? to? Well, I wanted to say, I mean, there's a fact that I read that as of 2016, so a few years ago, um, the national crime information center had reported 5,712 cases of missing American Indian and Alaska native women and girls. Strikingly, the U S department of justice missing persons database has only reported 116. Jeez. So 100 something out of 5,700 something for whatever reason. And that's what this show is trying to like uncover. And what I do appreciate at the end of every episode, so pilot and everything after. Mm-hmm. So, so pilot Eileen's having a panic attack in the parking lot fade out. And then there's a screen um, right before the credits that um, quotes the violence against women act of 2022. Mm-hmm. And it says in some areas of the United States, Native American women are murdered at rates more than 10 times the national average. And it says the injustice of missing and murdered indigenous women must end. It's like all caps. Okay. So I want to know what your ratings are. And remember we are going to kind of break it down into like subcategories. So Brittany, I want you to talk about your rating for like the acting in the show and then soundtrack script and then our last one is wants to make you watch it more okay i'm excited i actually feel like i knew nothing about the show going into it so um i would say that the acting started out at the beginning as like a two out of five but then i would (laughs) say by the end of the episode it was a solid like three out of five maybe Mm. 3.5. I feel like some of the actors, there was a lot, and maybe this goes into the script, but the acting felt very over the top. Uh, Mm. But I think it sort of evened out. And I I find that even with some of my favorite shows, that's the case for a pilot episode. So I'm going to be a little bit softer on it. And let's say acting is like 3.5 out of 5. Okay. Soundtrack, it doesn't really... So I am a... Anna Marie has mentioned this, and you are as well. I love music. But one of the pieces of music and television and movies that I love the most are scores. So like a movie score or a television score, um, which is just the background music. With this, it just felt a little bit like Hallmark-esque. So I would also say there was a 3.3 out of 5. (laughs) It was nice. And I think it, you know, when she wakes up and goes out and there's like piano music and she's looking over this gorgeous lake, that was really pretty. So I'm going to say that it was decent. I'm sure if more music came into it, I would say 3 out of 5. Okay, here's the thing. The script. I, I had to look it up because it felt a bit like a Shonda Rhimes where it's very dramatic at first and they're yelling at each other and it just jumps around. But again, like I said, it sort of evens out towards the end. So I'm going to say that the script and the storyline within the script for this pilot episode is a three out of five. And the reason why I'm giving it a three out of five is just that. Like I felt 
like I couldn't connect necessarily with the characters through the script because I was very much focusing on how much overreaction there was. Okay, but here's the other thing. Makes me want to watch it more. 4.5 out of 5. Wow. So I wanted to watch it more. After it ended, I was like, man, I do want to know how how it goes, whether it's just to see if they can like pull it off as a, as a television show. Can they pull off this story kind of like Spotlight? Um, which makes me want to watch it even more now that I know that that director was involved with this TV show. Yeah. So four point, what did I say? 4.5 out of five? Yeah. So my overall score, I will say, I'm going to say anywhere between a 3.5 or a four out of five. 3.75? Okay, fine. You do the math. Yeah, 3.75 out of 5. Okay. I feel like that's maybe about what I expected. Or yeah, maybe a little bit higher. But I, I really nice. like what that person said is there's three stories here. One of them's really, really good. Mm-hmm. I think that one that's really, really good, I hope that they focus on that more as the series yeah. goes on instead of this drama of this person I don't give a crap about you know like I want to see if they get justice which they probably won't because I don't know that you can for this Mm -hmm. mother who's lost her daughter and has been gaslit by the newspapers and the police everybody so that is one of the reasons why I'm scoring it higher than I normally would for an ABC show because I think that that storyline is extremely important I wish that we learned more about it and I wish that it was brought to the forefront of politics more than it is yeah thank you thank you for that um, okay, so my rating, acting in this episode, I'd probably give three and a half out of five. Okay. And I yep. think that's what you give too. Yep. I don't know if I agree with you about the like over the top or cheesy, but there's definitely a few characters and it might be the actor's experience. They mm-hmm. might be kind of newer to acting. Um, <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> I did not notice the soundtrack at all. I did not notice the score or the music. Maybe if I were watching it again and like really focus on sound, I'd ha- like, I honestly, I don't have a, have a rating. It's like NA for, <laughs> for soundtrack. I think that's valid. Yeah. Um, script, maybe a four out of five. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think it was, you know, the best and I didn't, but I didn't think it was terrible. And there were a few things that I'm like, yeah, we could have done without that. And <laughs> namely the the first part of just like ugh, all the New York stuff. I'm like, I don't care. Can we just get to Alaska? Um, so there probably could have been somehow a better introduction to her and then a faster transition yeah. into moving to Anchorage. Um, makes me want to watch it more. Um, I would say for this pilot episode, 3.5 out of 5. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think that this, that they did what they should have done in this episode. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah the, the hardest thing or, or another hard thing about this show, it comes out weekly. It's, they don't release the whole episode, right? Away, the whole season. And so, I mean, I was sitting there, I think it was like a Saturday or a Sunday. And I was just like, sure, let me watch this new show. And then once it ended, I definitely would have kept sitting there watching the next one if it had just automatically come on, but it wasn't. It was literally just the first episode. And then a few weeks had gone by before I even went back to watch it again. So I think ABC is not doing itself any favors by releasing it weekly, but I guess that's what ABC does. Um, So because of that, it's like, does it make me want to watch it more? Not that first episode, but that's why I'm saying the more you watch it um, and what we've been mentioning, the whole idea of the missing and murdered indigenous women. I mean that like people latch onto that because I think a lot of us care about that or want to know more. They definitely go back and like do more episode to episode, more information comes to light. Roz and Eileen, you know, work together and they're getting to know each other, but they still like don't like each other. Don't trust each other. Overall, I'm going to say 3.5 just for the pilot. But I do think my rating definitely gets higher as you go through the season. And so that. I'm excited. Like now that I've watched all, all five episodes, the next one comes out. It's either this week or they might be taking a, a break for the following week. Okay. Like I'm excited to watch the next episode. Nice. That's yeah. great. 
So another reason why I wanted to to watch this show because of that whole storyline about like the injustice of these people is in grad school, I was in a, a urban education class for, you know, getting my master's in education. Yes. And uh, we had to do a group project and we were assigned different groups of people in the United States. My group was assigned Native Indian, Native Alaskan. And let me tell you, it was fascinating. I was fascinated to read at least what was there about the cultures and like the customs of these like groups of people. And there's so many groups and how they like work in our education system. It was fascinating, but it was so hard to find research and studies about them. And so I, again, like I know we said it multiple times, but like I am excited for this show and I know other people are excited for this show because it is talking about something that needs to be talked about. I would agree with that. Thanks for bringing that. I'm glad we did watch this one because it's a different vibe than what we've been doing with other shows, but I think it is important. Yeah. Well, thanks for watching it with me and talking about it with me. Of course. Okay. All right. Well, what about next week? What are you choosing? Okay. So next week we are going to do my all time top favorite show on Hulu called Pen 15. Cue the applause. (laughs) It's my favorite show. I think I've watched the whole series. Mm, I'm not exaggerating when I say like 20 times all the way through. I love it so, so much. So we're going to watch the pilot episode. Are you good with that? I am so good with that. I'm excited. So Pen 15 is on Hulu. You can stream it uh, this week. Thank you for everybody who's been listening to us. We really are having a good time doing this. Um, I'm excited to continue. Please share our podcast and rate our podcast on whatever you listen to it on. And we're going to try to, we're still trying to figure out like the actual dates that we're releasing stuff. It takes me a while to edit, but um, (laughs) so yeah. So just look for the next episode, Pen15, and we will see you guys next week. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Are you doing be be real right now? Yeah. You just got a picture. I'm listening to you. <laughs>